0: Good morning, Destiny Church. How y'all doing this morning? Y'all ready to worship Jesus? Come on, are y'all ready to worship Jesus? All right. Let's just pray and invite the King. Oh, Jesus, we love you. We love you, we love you, we love you, and we invite you here. This is all for you, Jesus. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your kindness. Jesus, you are worthy to be praised. Holy Spirit, come and fill this place. Come and fill this place with your glory. We worship you this morning. Help us to fix our eyes on you, to fix our affections on you alone. Holy is your name. Holy is your name. Holy is your name. name. We thank you. Thank you that we get to meet together. Thank you that we get to worship you. Thank you for calling us your children, your sons and daughters. We are so grateful we get to call you Father. Thank you for being a good, good Father. are worthy you're worthy of our whole heart you're worthy of our life we come to celebrate you this morning we come to lift your name high May your name be glorified in our minds, in our hearts, in our lives, and on our lips, God. As we lift you up, we celebrate you. King of kings and Lord of lords, we celebrate you. Lord God Almighty, we celebrate you. Holy Spirit, we celebrate you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And all his children say, Amen. i life that compares to Your hands that change our hearts in the most loving way. Thank you that you're gentle with us. Thank you that you're not the harsh judge, but you are loving Father. Loving Father that runs to meet us where we are. You didn't hold anything back.
1: You didn't hold anything
0: back. So may we give you everything.
2: them everything right now. the church. Come on, can you just lift him? thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I just thank you, God. I want to do something this morning. I felt like the Lord was speaking to me, and and I love when God confirms his word, and I just felt like he was confirming it through Kristen, but I just felt in this room that there was some people. They were just dealing with stuff internally. Not not, you know, maybe but nobody else can see it, but they were dealing with some stuff internally. And I was and I was reminded of Jesus at the garden, you know, and I and I was just seeing Jesus. (laughs) And as Kristen began to sing that first line, you know, I was just seeing Jesus at the garden, singing that to his father and saying, I don't want to go until we're one. You know, Father, I don't want to go. Even though I don't want to go through all of this, your will be done. I want to be one with you. So this morning, I don't know who you are. (laughs) You came here with some extra baggage this morning, and you're dealing with some stuff in your heart, in your soul. (laughs) And Jesus was dealing with some stuff, too. But you know what he did? He got on his knees and he started to pray and he started to talk to his Father in heaven. And he said, Father, your will be done. Nonetheless, your will be done. And so I want to go back into this beginning, just this beginning part. And this morning, if you can hear me, I want you to close your eyes. I want you to take this time and I want you to speak this to the Father. And maybe it's not for you, maybe it's for one of your loved ones, maybe it's somebody you met five years ago, maybe it's for somebody you saw that was homeless and on drugs in the streets, but I want you to sing this for them. Sing this for you. Come
1: on. Come on, church. Open your mouth. Keep me here until we're
2: one. Come on, somebody sing this. And I- our praise you're so worthy you're so worthy of our praise we love you it's not hard for us to open our mouths God we love you we thank you God we love you God and we worship you God you're worthy of it all Jesus no one else hung on that cross but you Jesus and you're worthy. You're worthy of it all, Jesus. And we want to know you more and more. Oh, we love you. We thank you, Jesus. Woo. Come on, church. Make some noise. Thank you, Jesus. We just thank you, Father. We just thank you, God. Come on, give it up for Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We worship you. We love you guys. Do me a favor. Find someone you don't know. Welcome them with the love of Jesus. Welcome them home and share the love of Jesus with them. We love you guys. We'll be right back. Thank you.
3: guys sorry to stop the party just start talking (laughs) thank you miss Karen all right I know our church family loves each other and everyone wants to keep talking I encourage you to stay after church and keep talking with your brothers and sisters in Christ don't talk during service but I just want to welcome y'all all this morning in person and online. Thank you for joining us and deciding to worship with us this morning. Um, One thing I want to share is our connect cards. They're found in the bulletin. If it's your first time here, we would love if you would fill that out for us. Um, We're not going to bother you or stalk you. We just want to pray with you and get you plugged into our church, and we just want to love on you. Um, If you don't have one, I know our ushers would be happy to help, or we have them at Connection Point, and that's the same place you would drop it off once you fill it out. Um, Second, if you didn't know, We had our teen lock-in. Where's our teens at? (laughs) That was our first one for me and Pastor Kevin. I thank the Lord that we stayed up all night because we had to be in charge of them. Um, But we had a blast, and I'm so proud of them. I actually had a little job for them. I asked them to record the announcements for us this morning. Um, So they will be funny. They might talk, you know, too fast. I'll share some things before I play it. But I'm just so proud of them because they got out of their comfort zones. Even some adults don't want to do that. So I just want you guys to love on them if you see them and thank them for doing that for our church. Um, So just a few things. Um, On Monday, there's no prayer because of Memorial Day. We still want y'all to pray, but we're just not going to pray corporately, okay? and then um baptisms next sunday is baptism so if you want to get baptized make sure you sign up so our church is prepared for everyone that wants to get baptized and after baptism um, we're gonna have burgers so we're gonna fellowship together we're excited it's summertime we need to get together and y'all can talk at that time too so we're gonna go ahead and do that and our last one is eddie james on father's day Yes, we're excited. It's Sunday, June 20th. So come early and get your seats. But I won't take up any more time because we have an awesome video from our team. So give them a hand and make sure you show them some love. Welcome to Destiny, Welcome to Destiny Church. Welcome to Destiny Church. Welcome to
2: Destiny Church. Welcome. How are you? Welcome to Destiny Church. me and listen to Destiny Hey, y'all.
1: Hey, y'all. Welcome to
3: Destiny Church.
0: Hey, y'all. Monday night prayer has been canceled due to Memorial Day. Remember to honor all your fallen veterans. Love y'all. Love y'all too, have a good week. Hey y'all, don't forget about our midweek service Tuesday at
4: the table. It starts at 6 p.m., you never knew who's gonna do it, but it's always a good one. Love you guys.
2: See
0: y'all there.
4: Welcome Destiny, uh, we just wanted to come here and inform you guys about DSM and 252 Kids. So at uh, Wednesday nights, bring your kids out uh, at 6 p.m. and
2: we will be able to fellowship and just have a good time very laid-back environment you're not with rules and gu- guidelines, uh, but it is a very helpful environment with a lot of people that love God and uh, it's just a really good place to bring out your kids.
1: Um, you know,
0: come here on Wednesday nights, dog, I'm telling you, you're going to like it, you're going to love it, you're going to fall in love with it. We get competitive here in sports, I'm telling you, every time, dude, it's crazy, so please, come out and just come here. We love God and we love to worship him. And uh, so since we we get really lit sometimes, so you know what?
4: That's a demonstration. Starting <laughs> with
0: the- Hi guys, if you're a young adult, 18
3: to 29, we would like you to be here every Friday night at 6 p.m. Hope we see you there. Hey guys, don't forget about this next Sunday. Don't forget to sign up.
2: And also right after, we're
3: is coming. We love when he comes. His worship is absolutely awesome. He brings the presence to God with him. He's coming on Sunday, June 20th. And make sure you come early so get your spot before the other people take you.
2: They're so awesome, I love them. All right. man, I am excited to be up here this morning. So if you don't know who I am, my name is Pastor Kevin. Uh, Okay, yes. Calm down. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, My name is Pastor Kevin. I'm the associate pastor here. Uh, First, I want to say thank you to Pastor DJ. He's probably watching. I love you guys. Uh, Get off your phone. Stop watching. Go and enjoy your vacation. All right. All right. No, but thank you, Pastor DJ, for giving me this opportunity and trusting me uh, to be able to speak this morning. I'm excited. Uh, but let's go ahead and get started. I'm really excited about the message this morning. Uh, and, you know, of course, I have some fun stories about uh, Friday night. So let's go ahead and pray. Uh, you guys will close your eyes. Uh, Father, we just thank you so much for this day that you've given us. We thank you for your love and your mercy your grace, God. Father, thank you for your Holy Spirit. I ask right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would just loose your Holy Spirit in this place. God, I ask that you would start to work on every single heart, Father God, in this place, in Jesus' name. And God, I ask that you would speak through me, Father God, as you promised me through your word. And Lord Jesus, I ask that you would guide me and teach me, even as I'm teaching them and preaching to them to this morning, Father. I just thank you, God. I ask that you would fill me with your Holy Spirit, God, and Help me to talk slower for them in Jesus' name, Amen. <laughs> All right, uh, I was made aware that I am of you know Latino descent, right? So I talk a little fast. So uh, <laughs> uh, I know some. I know somebody said yes, we get to go eat earlier, but I will do my best to slow it down for y'all. Okay, uh, I'm just really excited for what God has given me this morning, and I'm also just really thankful for our teens. Uh, Shout out to DSM. I love you guys. Uh, And 252, I love them as well. And there you go, Miss Dane. I got you. Uh, But they're just so awesome. I love pouring into our next generation. Uh, They're just so creative. They're so outgoing. I love their heart for God. And you know what I love about teens and little kids is that they are unafraid. They are unafraid to talk about Jesus. They're unafraid to tell you what Jesus thinks of you. They're unafraid to say, God loves you, Jesus loves you, you know, and they're just unafraid. And I love that. And me and Brother Billy were talking earlier this week, and we were just talking about, you know, adults and little kids. And I said, you know what I love is that if I told Pops, so for those of you who don't know who Pops is, he's my five-year-old son, and he is outgoing, okay? But if you told my five-year-old son, hey, son, jump off this roof, I'll catch you, he will jump. He will jump, okay? And sometimes we as adults, right, as mature Christians, we forget that our father is constantly telling us, jump, I got you. You know, and sometimes as adults, you know, because if you ask Pastor Kevin to jump from the roof, nah, it ain't happening. You know, insurance, I'm like, whoa, deductible, that's like $1,000. I don't know. You know, I'm like, hold on, that's like six weeks of recovery. I don't have Aflac. You know what I'm saying? And so as an adult, I am start thinking all this stuff, and I'm processing. And sometimes that processing lowers my ability to have faith, right? And so I was just thinking about that. I'm like, wow, that's what Jesus meant when he said, unless you're like one of these, unless you receive the kingdom of God like one of these, it's going to be really hard for you to enter. (laughs) Why? Because he's going to ask you to to do some crazy stuff sometimes. He's going to ask you to go tell that homeless person on drugs about the love of the Father. He's going to ask you maybe, you know, go into this sketchy neighborhood and talk to them about Jesus. And so it's hard, you know. And so anyways, this has nothing to do with my message. Well, it kind of does. But anyways, I'm excited to go ahead and get started. This morning, we are talking about the prodigal son. And I'm so excited. You want to know why? Everybody say why. Why? Why? Because there's some people in here that have heard this story for the 589th time. And so as soon as they saw this, they're probably like, ah, here we go, the prodigal son. You know what I'm saying? Uh, But this morning, I'm here to talk about The other son. Everybody say the other son. All right. So guess what we're going to do? It's going to blow your mind. Guess, guess, guess. You ready? We're going to read the Bible. Wow, amazing. Thank you, Jesus, uh, that they still read the Bible in some churches. Amen. So uh, the first thing I want to read to you is because it throws it into context, okay? So the first thing I want to read to you is Luke chapter 15, verses 1 and 2. Again, if I'm going too fast, just say slow down. It won't hurt my feelings. And maybe I'll listen. Probably won't, okay? But I will try my best. So here we go. Luke chapter 15, verse 1. Many dishonest tax collectors and other notorious sinners often gathered around to listen as Jesus taught the people. This raised concerns with the Jewish religious leaders and experts of the law. Indignant, they grumbled and complained, saying, look at how this man associates with all these notorious sinners and welcomes them all to come to him. Wow. You know what? I hope people say that about our church. Like, I hope people say that about our church. Man, did you see all those crazy people going to Destiny? I can't believe that they would accept those people. Hallelujah, praise God. I hope and I pray, my prayer is that this house would become a house for everybody that loves Jesus, that wants to know Jesus. Everybody's welcome on the Father's house. Everybody, everybody. And I just love this. I love what they're saying about Jesus, you know. And yes, they're saying it in a bad way, but it it really gives you context into why Jesus starts to talk about the prodigal son. And it really gives me context into why I'm going to talk about the other son as well. Because the other son is a representation of the Pharisees, if you didn't know. Okay, but we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. So uh, I'm going to start, and I am in the Passion Translation. Again, I'm Latino. Put your belt on. It's going to get fast and fiery in here. All right, but it's going to be good, I promise. So Luke chapter 15, verse 11. Here we go. I love the Passion Translation and how they title it. The title is The Loving Father. I love that. You know, in a lot of other um, Bibles, they might say the prodigal son. uh, But in the Passion Translation, it says The Loving Father. I love that. Verse 11. Then Jesus said, once there was a father with two sons. The younger son came to his father and said, Father, don't you think it's time to give me the share of your estate that belongs to me? So the father went ahead and distributed among the two sons their inheritance. Verse 13. Shortly afterward, the younger son packed up all his belongings and traveled off to see the world. He journeyed to a far-off land where he would soon waste it all that he was given in a binge of extravagant and reckless living. Pause. I love, I love this. This is awesome. Um, but I'm going to give you the Kevin version just because, you know, I don't know. My mind works that way. Like, you know, when I read something, it's like instantly a movie. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, So, all right. This is what was going on. All right, everybody say, what was going on? (laughs) I'm going to tell y'all the scoop, okay? I'm going to tell you what was going on. So this is what happened. This is what happened. The younger son said, all right, Dad, look, I know you're not dead, but I need my money. Give me my money. I need my money. Keep in mind... In order to get your inheritance, the father has to what? Die. So this, you know, this young man was like, I don't care. Give me the money. Give me my money. It's my money. I want it now. Right? Everybody seen that commercial? Okay. (laughs) All right. So the father says, fine. You know, he's a uh, a good father. He's like, fine. You know, here you go. Here you go. The one son, he goes off. He blows everything he has. Okay? He blows it on wild parties and you know drugs and all sorts of crazy stuff and he soon finds himself in need right most of you already know this story right so it's ringing a bell he finds himself in need he's hungry he's thirsty he doesn't know what else to do okay so what does he do he hires himself out to a uh, like a farmer pretty much a uh, like a pig farm owner let's say that okay The thing that you have to understand is that he's talking to who? The Jewish people. All right, to the Jewish people, pigs are disgusting. Not just disgusting, but unclean. Everybody say unclean. It's unclean to touch a pig. It's disgraceful as a Jew to touch a pig, and Jesus knows this. And so Jesus said, there's this son, and he had to hire himself out to take care of pigs. And to them, that's extremely, okay, I see Jesus, and he's telling them the story. And there was a son, and he was hired out to feed pigs. And I see everybody's reaction. (gasps) No. And Jesus is like, yeah. They're like, no, okay, I'll stop. All right, and so, no, seriously, though, I guarantee you, when Jesus said he hired himself out to pigs, everybody gasped. They could not believe it. Something so horrible, disgusting, unclean. And it says he was so broke that he wanted to eat what the slop that the pigs were eating. I mean, you can imagine. Y'all, I mean, a lot of you know about pigs. I was not. I'm a city boy, so I was not, you know. But Pastor DJ has pigs. So, But they give them just the leftovers, right? Pigs eat everything. The slop, which is just leftover of everything. And it's disgusting. But it says that he so wanted to eat that slop because he didn't have anything else. He was broke. All right. Verse 17. Humiliated, the son finally realized what he was doing, and he thought, there are many workers at my father's house who have all the food they want with plenty to spare. They lack nothing. Why am I here dying of hunger? feeding these pigs and eating their slop, eating their slop. All right, Kevin version. So we're going to fast forward a little bit. So the sun wakes up. Everybody say, wake up. up. The sun woke up said, what in the world am I doing here? It reminds me of a story of this young Hispanic kid who was 17 years old and was high, and he woke up, and he was still drunk from the night before, and he woke up, and he said, there has to be more than life than this. There has to be more to life than this. You know, when I was reading this, it reminded me of myself. It reminded me that I sat up on that bed, and I said, I had this hole in my soul. There's only one thing that that, you know, I see it like a, a perfect shape. You guys remember those old things that like little kids used to use? And it has like a star for the star shape and a square. And, but only that shape fits in that spot. And you have a spot in your soul that can only be filled with Jesus. It can only be filled with Jesus. And so that morning, I was partying all night and I woke up, I was 17, I was living for the devil and I knew it and I didn't care. My heart was so hard, I couldn't stand Christians. I was like, man, they're the biggest hypocrites. I can't stand Christians, I hate them all. But I knew at that moment, I had that moment of, there has to be more to life than this. I mean, I'm living the good life that you see on MTV. I mean, I'm living, partying, and, you know, just crazy, man. I'm talking, I lived in, for those of you who don't know, I'm from Los Angeles, California, uh, Palmdale, California, but... It's huge, okay? There's millions and millions of people just in the city of Los Angeles alone. It has almost as much people as the entire state of Alabama. So it's extremely populated. Parties, you know, eh, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, eh, sometimes Sunday night, okay? So it was a lot of parties. And so I was living the good life, quote, unquote, you know, just, just under the influence all the time. And guess what? Everybody say what? I still was not filled. There was still something in my soul that was screaming, I have a hole here. Fill it. Fill it. And so this young man had that moment. He said, What in the world am I doing here? My father has a huge mansion, and he has servants. And if I just say, Father, I'm not even a son no more, but I will be a slave to you, a servant. Uh, Let me be a servant so that I can eat. So the son decided, hey, I'm going to go back to my father's house because I know that there's food there. There's going to be something that fills me up. I love this. Mm. Verse 20. So the young son set off for home. From a long distance away, his father saw him coming, dressed as a beggar, and great compassion swelled up in his heart for his son who was returning home. So the father raced out to meet him. He swept him up in his arms, hugged him dearly and kissed him over and over with tender love. Let me remind you. Let me remind you, verse 1 and 2. Let me remind you that there's Pharisees all over there and Jesus is speaking and they know that this son is dirty and unclean and full of uh, pig poop and full of pig food. He's disgusting. And he's saying the father saw him from way out there, and his father ran to him, scooped him up, loved on him, kissed him all over while he was dirty. Do you understand that? While he was dirty, he grabbed him up and loved him and kissed him all over. And the Pharisees are probably gasping. <gasps> How can he say that God would love somebody in such sin and in such, someone who's so dirty? Kissed him over and over with tender love. Man, that's the Father's heart for you and me. He wants to scoop you up hug you and kiss you and love on you. This is a picture and representation of the father. Take note, the father didn't say, where have you been? No, come over here, get on your knees. Where have you been, son? Oh, wow, you spent all your money? You did this? You did what? He didn't do that. The father ran, met him where he was, hugged him and kissed him. God does not care how bad you think you've sinned in your life. It's not too dirty for him. Do you understand that? God loves you. It's not too dirty. You're not too far off. You haven't sinned too much. You haven't done such a, yeah, but this sin is really bad. No, there's no such thing. The love of the Father will overcome everything. See, like Pastor DJ has said, God doesn't want you to, say, oh, well, I'll go to church for, you know, and, and I'll get clean, and or, you know, I'll start reading my Bible, and then I'll become a Christian. God wants you to just take those first steps in his direction, and he's going to wrap his arms around you and love on you and call you his beloved and kiss you. Thank you, Jesus. Mm, Father. Verse 21 Then I love this part. All right, I'm gonna try to contain myself. Then the son said, Father, I was wrong. I have sinned against you. I could I could never deserve to be called your son. Just let me. Oh, I love this part. Mmm, Jesus. I love this part. You see, sometimes we start to degrade ourselves. Well, I'm just dumb. I just could never do nothing right. I just, you know, my dad was like this, and so now I'm like this. And I'm just, you know, this is just in my genes. I mean, this is just something I've always done. But I love how the father cut him off. He interrupted him. He didn't even let him finish speaking lies about himself. He didn't let him finish speaking lies. Those were lies. I'm not enough. I'm no longer your son. I'm just, those were lies of the devil. The father said, "Uh uh-uh. Stopped him right there. The father interrupted and said, son. What is the first thing he says? (laughs) He reminds him his identity. The first thing the father says is, son. Oh, no, It's, it's not. Oh, where have you been? Son placing that identity right back. Son, daughter, son, daughter, that's your identity. Oh, I love this. The father interrupted and said, son, you're home now. Go ahead and put that first slide up here. Today, I'm here to tell you that the father wants to interrupt some of you here. There's some of you here that has been really hard on yourselves. Well, I'm not this. Well, I'm not that. Well, I'll never be this. I'll never be that. And God's saying, enough, you are a son and a daughter. You are a son and a daughter. That's who you are. That is who you are. I wrote this down. God wants to interrupt you because, you know, sometimes we we start to degrade ourselves. Well, I'm just ugly. I'm just fat. I'm just stupid. I'm just this. I'm just that. And God, that listen to me, that hurts God's heart because you are worthy of the blood of Jesus. Do you understand that? You're worthy of the blood of Jesus. You are not cheap. You are not cheap. You were bought. With the blood of Jesus, that's extremely expensive. You are precious. So you are not allowed. You're like, oh, somebody said allowed. I don't like this. You're not allowed to talk about yourself in a matter than it, that is less worthy than the blood of Jesus. Do you understand that? Because when you start to talk about yourself and you start going against what Jesus says, because Jesus now calls you beloved. Jesus loves you, says you are, his, uh, he, you are the apple of his eye. And so when you start going against that and saying, I'm dumb, when he says you're intelligent, when you say, I'm just lazy, when he said, no, you're a hard worker now. Why? Because the word of God says, your new creation in Christ, Jesus. So I'm here to tell you and probably step on your toes and tell you that you are not allowed to talk about yourself In a manner that is not worthy of the blood of Jesus. I'm not saying you're not gonna make mistakes. I'm not saying it's not gonna be difficult sometimes. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is that you were bought with the blood of the Lamb, you were bought with the blood of Jesus. And so the Father wants to interrupt you today and remind you your identity. You are a son and a daughter. Amen. All right, everybody, good. Nobody's mad yet. Good, and I want to. I want to bring you to this scripture. Uh, I didn't write it down, so you're gonna have to put it up there. Maybe I did. I can't remember. I think it's. I think it's Luke ten. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I got it here. I'm sorry. Second Corinthians ten five. I do got it. Okay. I just said that God is trying to disrupt you from speaking negative words against what he's already said, right? And so this scripture came to my mind. 2 like Corinthians 10.5. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. I'm going to break that down for you. You can't say I'm dumb when God calls you smart. You can't say I'm not worthy when God says you're worthy. You can't say I want to be a servant when God says you're a son. Because every time you do, you go up against the knowledge of God. And you you may never thought, in your wildest dreams, that you putting yourself down with some type of pride, or, or what does this say? Arrogance. In defiance. What is the arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God? Maybe you never thought about that in your entire life. You saying, I'm not worthy. I'm ugly. This is dumb. I can't, I can't this. I can't that. Maybe you never thought that those words were arrogant and defiant. But they are because they go against the knowledge of God. And God says you are his beloved, that you've been bought with the blood. What does the word of God say? That you are brand new in Christ Jesus, brand new. I mean, brand new creation. So how can you be like you used to be when you're a brand new creation? So we got to be careful. We got to be careful, and me included. Me included. Because everything I preach, God gives me first and hammers me down, you know. And so we have to be careful of our own words. Sometimes we pollute ourselves. And we think, well, it's not sin or anything. I'm just saying, you know, I'm lazy or I'm dumb or I'm this or I'm that. But it is. It pollutes you. Why? Because it it makes your identity look polluted. How can you be a servant when you're a son? And so going back to the story, the father interrupts him before he goes any further. You know why? Everybody say why. Because his servants are there. His servants were all there. How can you call yourself ugly or unworthy when the angels in heaven are looking back at Jesus like, that's not true. Because Jesus paid that for you. And he's like, no, they're beautiful. They're amazing. They're intelligent. They're awesome. I absolutely love them. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let's keep reading. 22, turning to his servants, the father said, Quick, bring me the best robe, my very own robe, and I will place it on his shoulders. Bring the ring, the seal of sonship, and I will put it on his finger and bring out the best shoes you can find for my son. I love that. (laughs) I love that. Every time I used to read it in uh, NIV, I love it because in the NIV it just says, bring out the best robe. But the best robe in the house was the father's robe. And so I just love the picture of of this son who has been, you know, has been gone. He runs, and the first thing that he does or he gets is his identity. Boom, you're a son. The second thing he gets is clothed with the father's robe. You're like, but how? I'm unclean. No, God has now clothed you. You're clean. I'm unworthy. Nope, God has clothed you. You're worthy. I'm not holy. Nope, God has clothed you. You're holy you're like wait a minute. I don't know. Yes, you're holy cuz God says you're holy. You're his holy people, his chosen people. Thank you Jesus. So like I was like I started this morning. I love this story, but this story is actually what I want to talk about this morning is not the prodigal son. Yes, I've already talked about them a little bit and I was trying to lay down this, you know, everything that's going on, but what I really want to talk to you about this morning is the other son. Everybody say the other son. The other son. Alright. See, they were both lost. and I'm going to pick this up. Uh, let's see here. So, both sons were lost. This is what you have to understand. Both sons had identity issues. They were both lost. We we hyper-focus on the one that ran away, blew everything, came back dirty, was hugged and cleaned and and brought back into the father. We we hyper-focus on that one. But a lot of times we don't focus on the other son. And the issue is that right now in society, a lot of us are the other son. The son that's like, well, I go to church every Sunday and and I serve on this team and I pray and I fast. and, But they're still lost. They don't understand their identity. So one thought, I'm too far gone to be a son anymore. I don't deserve it. Too far gone. He thought he was just too far gone. I know I've been there before. I thought I was too far gone. Way too much into the dark side. Way too much evil in me. Way too much murderous intent in me. Way too much sinful nature in me. And as we read, he was wrong. He was wrong. The father grabbed him and loved him and kissed him. But the other son, he thought, He had to earn his keep. Everybody say, earn my keep. You don't have to earn your keep. I'm here to tell you, you don't have to earn your keep. You're probably like, whoa, I don't know about this, Pastor Kevin. I'm going to show you, though. Because the thing is, this son, he thought that he had to be a slave almost. He even tells his father, I slaved for you, and you've never thrown me a party. And I want to show you this before I I go too much into it. I'm going to show you this. Luke 15, verse 25. I'm I'm going to show you this attitude of the other son. It says this. Now the older son was out working in the field when his brother returned. And as he approached the house, he heard the music of celebration and dancing. So he called over one of the servants and asked, what's going on? Verse 27, the servant replied, it's your younger brother. He's returned home, and your father is throwing a party to celebrate his homecoming. The older son became angry and refused to go in and celebrate. So his father came out and pleaded with him, come and enjoy the feast with us. The son said, Father, listen, how many years have I been working like a slave for you, performing every duty you've asked as a faithful son? And I've never once disobeyed you, but you've never thrown a party for me because of my faithfulness. Never once have you ever given me a, a goat that I could feast on and celebrate with my friends like he's doing now. Verse 30, but look at this son of yours. He comes back after wasting your wealth on prostitutes and reckless living. And here you are throwing a great feast to celebrate for him. Verse 31, the father said, my son, you are always with me by my side. Everything I have is yours to enjoy. It's only right to celebrate like this and be overjoyed because this brother of yours was once dead and gone, but now he's alive and back with us again. He was lost, but now he is found. Amen? Amen. Amen. So the other son is what I'm here to talk about this morning. And you know, everything I speak to you guys today, I try my best to speak to you guys in love because I love you. And so I'm not trying to, I don't want to come across as someone who judges, because I'm not judging. Um, But one thing that I found in the Bible Belt, because I'm not from Alabama, and I came to the quote-unquote Bible Belt, I didn't even know what that was. I didn't know that was a thing, y'all. But I got here, and they told me about the Bible Belt. And I quickly discovered, when I came to Alabama, that everybody's a Christian, and everybody loves Jesus. For real. For real. I was. I'm not from Alabama, so I came here. And in California, people tell you straight up, "Hey, man, you go to church? Nope, I ain't with that." All right, cool. But at least they tell you, you know. And when I came to Alabama, I just remember thinking, "Wow, everybody's saved. This is awesome. <laughs> My gosh, I'm like, everybody's a Christian. This is a. Am- I mean, this is amazing. This is gonna be great." And I quickly discovered. Not today saying, you know, that was a scam likely. That was not true. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all ever got those scam likely calls? Scam likely. I'm like, that's a scam, man. That, that, this is not true. I'm like, what in the world is going on? You know, I thought everybody was a Christian, you know, and I'm getting cussed out at work. But they're a Christian. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't. I, what, what's going on? I, I'm literally like why, just turning in circles. I couldn't understand. I didn't understand why they were mad at me. I didn't understand why they were so mad at me about me telling them about Jesus and telling them how much I love Jesus and how much he loved them and telling them that they were sons and daughters and they'd be like, "Hey, I already know that stuff. I'm a Christian." But then the next day they cussed me out and I'm like, "I don't I don't get this." But then they were angry with me. And they said, "You're in the phase. It'll go away. You're just in a phase. You're a brand new Christian. It'll go away." I'm, you know, I'm a 30-year Christian. I'm a 20-year Christian. Don't worry, it wears off a little bit after that. And, and, you know, you're more seasoned, and you don't have to be so Holy Ghost. You just say, amen, how you doing, brother? <laughs> Seriously, I, I'm not playing. I, I know it's funny, but it's, I'm not playing. Like, this really happened to me. Seasoned Christians saying, like, oh, that's just a phase. It'll go away. You're just super hyped up on the Holy Spirit because, you know, it happens to everybody when they're first saved. But then they lose it after that and i thought that was so sad and i said father please don't ever let me lose it because i love you jesus i don't want to ever be ashamed of you jesus i love you but they reminded me of the second son you know because if you see if you read this story and you're not a christian right you read this story as somebody's from the world right let's just say a college student 2021 uh, you know they're not a Christian. They've never read the Bible, and they read this story. They're probably like, "That doesn't make sense." That son stayed at home, worked super hard. Probably had to do extra work because his son, the other son, left. So now he has to do extra work. Um, he was loyal. He didn't ask for no inheritance. Uh, you know he he has all the good traits. He didn't do nothing wrong. And yet he was still lost. I can't tell you how many Christians I've met that, you know, they, they, they treated me wrong. And I couldn't understand why I was being treated wrong. I didn't understand that they were having identity issues. They didn't understand who their daddy was. They didn't understand who their father was. They thought, well, I go to church three times a week. I fast. I pray. I'm better than you. Anybody ever felt that way? I'm better than you. And I didn't understand, man. Like, seriously, I didn't understand why someone who's supposed to be my brother would treat me this way. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. And so, but they had some, the other other brother, he had some identity flaws. Was he, was he faithful? He was. Was he working at home? He was. Did he disrespect his father? No. He was doing everything right. But he thought he had to just do, go above and beyond to earn his father's love. To earn the right to be called son. And that's where he was mistaken. You want to know why? Let me show you something. I want to show you something. Uh, Luke 15. I want to show you this. Let's see here. Verse 12. I'm going to read this again because some of you guys missed this. I'm going to show you. Verse 12. So the Father, oh, I'm sorry, hold on. The younger son came to his father and said, Father, don't you think it's time to give me the share of your estate that belongs to me? So the father went ahead and distributed among the two sons their inheritance. What does that mean? The other son who was slaving away was having to work. He thought he had to work extra hard for his inheritance. But he already had his inheritance. Some of us, we pray, and I'm guilty of this. I'm serious. I'm guilty of this. Some of us, we pray, God, forgive me. Help me pay my bills. And I'm not making fun of anybody because I've been there a lot. But what I'm telling you is that you need to open your eyes and realize, wait a minute, Father, I don't have enough money. I don't know how you're going to pay these bills. But I'm excited to find out. I love you, Father. Come on. I I want to see it. Where where is it, Father? I'm excited to find out. You see, it's, it's an entire perspective change. He didn't understand. He had his full inheritance already. He didn't understand that. He thought I have to slave away. I got to work hard. I got to go to church Sunday. Got to go to church Tuesday. Got to go to church Wednesday. Got to go help the the brothers on Saturday. And then I got to go to church Sunday in order to be a Christian. I want to tell you your identity is not in a I'm a Christian. It is in I'm a son and daughter of the Most High God. And Jesus has bought me with the blood. And, and, you know, and I hate to even say that, but it's the truth. A lot of us, we, we've made that term Christian into almost like a social club. I'm a Christian. Woo! That means you know where I'm at Sunday. That's great, but I know where you're at Monday through Friday, and it's horrible, man. Like, get it together, brother. Like, you know what I'm saying? it again, I'm not here to judge anybody. I've been there. I have been there. But I'm here to show you that the other son had issues. He had identity, religious issues. He was religious. He thought, I should be better than you. How can you go to heaven? How can this young Latino go to heaven after everything he's done? I don't get that. I've been in the Word of God for 30 years. I know every scripture in here. I've read the Bible front to back for the last 30 years. How can that brother over there with tattoos and full sleeves get to heaven? How can this person who blah, 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 you fill in the blank, get to go to heaven? See, the other son still had identity issues. He he was mad. He was angry. He couldn't believe it. Why does my brother get to have a party when I'm slaving away doing everything right and I don't get to have a party even though he owned everything already? You guys understand that, right? The father already split the inheritance. He owned everything already. And instead of saying, man, I got to wake up at four in the morning. I got to work hard because I got to keep my business alive. I got to keep my stuff going. I need to make sure my stuff's in line he still thought, man, I gotta wake up at four in the morning and I gotta uh, go grind and work hard uh, for my dad because he owns it all. And some of us still have that attitude. Man, I gotta wake up at five in the morning. Here we go, another day. I already know how my coworker is. I can't stand her. She's gonna be singing Way FM or whatever. I just can't stand these people. Or I'm in customer service. They're always horrible. I got to act nice, have a fake smile. It's a perspective change. God, thank you that I woke up this morning. Thank you that I get to put food on the table when there's millions dying in India. God, thank you that I get to have food. Thank you that I've, I'm blessed I have a car. There's millions of people that walk every day, probably have never been in a car. But thank you, Father. <laughs> perspective. Renewing your mind. Renewing your mind. So I want to talk about these identity flaws. And so one of the things he had was, the more I do, the more I get. The more I do, the more I get. He had this mentality. The more I pray, the more he loves me. Newsflash, he cannot love you more. He already loves you fully. Absolutely loves you. You are the apple of his eye. I hope you know that. He loves you. He cannot love you more, and he's not going to love you any less. He loves you. (laughs) I had this one. Let me see. The more I fast, the holier I am. Listen, I'm going to stop right here. I love praying, and I love fasting. I just want to put that out there, because I do them both. But I don't fast. So, I could be more holy than you, or be ho- more holy than you, or have it in my back pocket and say, Yep, I've been fasting three weeks. How about you? Oh, really? Mm. Lord, have mercy. Mm. That's why you have so much problems in your life, brother. Mm. I don't fast for that. The Bible says, Don't let nobody know you're fasting. It says, Don't, don't make your face, you know, like, Oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I haven't ate, like, I'm on that Daniel fast. Oh, my gosh, I'm so hungry. can't stand. I don't want to look at any more different type of peanuts or cashews. Like, seriously. But the Bible says don't fast so that everyone knows around you. You should be fasting all the time, but no one should know it. Because it's a perspective change. It's not, hey, I'm holier than you. Deal with it. I'm better than you. Deal with it i've been a christian 30 years and i'm like ah, oh, that's i love that brother amen i'm I, like you know sometimes they throw it like they're part of a gang like i'm like you know what i'm saying like because i again i'm from the streets so i'm like what's up where you from they would be like from here and i'm like i'm been a christian 30 years you know what i'm saying it's almost like i feel like they're you know like they're from a gang all of a sudden i'm like all right like i'm sorry i've just been a christian for a couple of years i'm i, I apologize like Seriously, like it almost has that feeling of I've been a Christian this long in your face. I'm like, praise God, brother, you know, like so. But but there is that mentality. It's a mentality. The other brother mentality. Some of you may know it as the Pharisee mentality. The more I go to church, the better Christian I will be. The problem is. It only takes a small crack in the foundation to become a huge problem. I don't know where I was going there, just so you know. All right. But the truth is, I am not better than you. Listen, the the thing is, when you start to think that you're better than anybody, you're wrong. You're wrong. And and I've seen that, and it breaks my heart. I don't care if you're a 30-year Christian. I don't care if you're a 32nd Christian. I'm not better than you. You may be a spazzed-out, you know, drug dealer or on drugs or whatever. I'm not better than you. Do you understand that? And I think the problem is that the body, uh, the 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 church body, and a lot of, and I mean like worldwide, a lot of us, especially the American body, we have forgotten what it feels like to not be saved, because we live in a culture where everybody's saved. We all been saved thirty years somehow. I don't know how, but we, you know, that means I was saved. You know, I was born. So boom. Right. And so it's like we're all saved. So we live in this culture where we're all saved. And then and then if you're not saved, I'm better than you. And then even within the own church, have you fasted today? Nope. I got you, beat. I fasted. Yes. For what? What did you win? You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, OK, I'm getting off track. I wrote here, I don't read the Bible to know more Bible verses than you. Don't you guys understand that? I don't read my Bible to say, mm, yep, that sounds like John chapter 15, verse 1. I don't know what that John chapter 15, verse 1 is. I'm going be honest. Like, I don't know at the top of my head. But I can tell you I don't read my Bible so I can have more verses than you, so I can quote more scripture than you. Like we're in some competition, a holy competition, and I'm better than you. I read my word because I want to fall in love with Jesus. And I want to know who my father is and how he loved me, loved me so much. He sent his only son to die for me on the cross. Again, I'm not telling you not to read your Bible. I love reading God's word. Because it is alive, right, and active. Like a double-edged sword. I love God's word, but I don't do it to know more than you. To, to have more scriptures than you saved up. I do it because I love him, and I want to know more about my Abba. I want to know about my more about my Lord. <laughs> I wrote this funny thing down. I wrote, um, you know, think about And some of you might do this, so if you do this, I apologize. But uh, don't get offended at me. Don't be mad. Don't send uh, Pastor DJ emails. But, um, uh, (laughs) But, like, when I go to my dad's house, right? He lives in Calera. I'll go to my dad's house. I do not walk up into my dad's house live on Instagram. Like, yo, I'm in my dad's house. There he is. Yeah. We in here. Like, I don't do that. Right? Like, I don't, who does that? We do. Christians, going to church because I love Jesus. If you don't, you're going to hell. Again, again, it's a perspective change. I'm not telling you that you shouldn't, you know, post a link of church, you know, spread the news. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is your heart matters. Your heart matters. How you do things and why you do them matter to Jesus. Why are, you, why are you going to church? Is it for Jesus? Is it so people can see you? Is it so you can post it on Instagram? Is it so you can check another box off your list? Okay, this was done this week. Boom, Sunday's over. I get to live however I want now, Monday, uh, Monday through Saturday. Why do you come to church? Some of you probably haven't asked yourself that in years. Why do I come to church? Why do I say that I'm a Christian? And if the answer is not only for Jesus, then you're wrong. And the Father loves you enough to interrupt you today and tell you you are a son and a daughter of the Most High. That's who you are my neck popped y'all hurt <laughs> oh screaming too much all right so the last thing i want to share with you guys today is that you have it all everybody say I have, all. I have it all you have it all let me read verse 31 luke chapter 15 verse 31 The father said, my son, you are always with me by my side. Everything I have is yours to enjoy. I'm here to tell you this morning that everything your father in heaven has, healing, need to help paying your bills, need a better car, need to understand fully who you really are, Struggling with depression, suicidal thoughts. Struggling with why am I here on earth. Struggling with drugs. Everything you have is at your disposal. Everything. And I think when we fully come to understand that we are sons and daughters, not only will your prayer life change, but you're going to start to see God in the middle of it all. You know why? Because now you're depending on him. I'm not doing nothing. I can't can't evangelize better than Jesus. I I could tell you about Jesus and believe me, I'm going to evangelize. I love it. But I'm not better at evangelizing than Jesus. He's the best. The Holy Spirit is the best. Hey, Jesus is real. Prove it. All right, that arm that's been broken three months, Jesus is going to heal it. Watch him. It's not me. I'm not evangelizing. It's the Holy Spirit. It's Jesus. But everything you have, everything you need, you already have. Everything you need. Some of us don't pray like that. Some of us don't walk around like that. We don't walk around like we have everything we need. Pastor Kevin, well, I need this and I need that and I need this. And I got fired the other day and somebody ran into me in the back of my car and now my car's messed up and everything you need God has for you. And his promises for you are yes and amen. Yeah. And you need to open your eyes and understand that you are worth it. That you are worthy. That you are a son no matter no matter how many Pharisees may come and say, "Well, that's just this, or that's just that, or you don't dress nice enough, or you have tattoos, or you do this, or you to have potty mouth. Oh my gosh, you're not a Christian. Hey, I don't agree with cursing. I don't curse. But again, I don't curse because I don't want to curse. Uh, I, had a, <laughs> I had a teacher in seventh grade tell me, you only curse because you're not smart enough to know better, better words. Now I was mad, and I cussed her out. But I'm sorry, I'm sorry, DJ. Uh, but... <laughs> But you know what? I realized that she was right. And I started to upgrade my vocabulary. And I started letting the Holy Spirit fill me with loving words. Started letting the Holy Spirit fill me with prophetic words to encourage and to build up the body of God. I started to allow God to fill me with his words. And I started to renew my mind. And I started to realize I'm a son of a king. How can I talk like a son of a beggar? how can I act like that if I'm a son of a king? And so I had this last little story I want to share with you guys before I read the last scripture, and then I'm done. But some of us, and I think I've shared it in here, but some of us walk around with a lotto ticket for $50 million, and we've won, but we refuse to cash it in. You've won, but you refuse to cash it in. So, of course, you can't go and buy whatever you want or go buy a house or go buy a car with a lottery ticket. You can't do that. You got to what? Cash it in. Right? Don't you got to cash it in? Everything you have has already been given to you. You just refuse to cash it in. You refuse to claim it. You refuse to claim it. Well, I'm just like this. Well, I'm just like that. My daddy was just like this. And God's saying, no. He wants to interrupt you this morning and let you know that you are loved, that everything you need, He has for you, and it's already yours. It's already yours. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. You guys can go ahead and stand to your feet. I want you to know this morning your identity is not found in a title. You're like, what do you mean? Your identity is not, I'm a teacher. Your identity is not I'm a mother. Your identity is not I'm a housewife. Your identity is not I'm a multi-millionaire from Louisiana. Your identity is not I'm a prophet. I'm a pastor. I'm a preacher. That is not your identity. Your identity is in I am a son, and he is my daddy, and I love him, and he loves me. That is your identity. Go ahead and close your eyes. Oh, Father God, we just thank you. Father, we just thank you. and We love you. We're so grateful for you today. Oh, Holy Spirit, we just ask that you would have your way right now. pastor of this mega church he looks over and says god thank you that i'm not like this guy i fast and i pray i dress nice i actually do what your word says thank you that i'm not like this guy and jesus as he's talking he tells his disciples Me with you, Father, that we would love you, God, that you would teach us how to love. Teach us how to love your people, God. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus right now, Holy Spirit, would you go? Would you start to work on their minds and their hearts? You are a son and a daughter of the Most High, God. what your mama told you you were gonna be at eight years old you're not what that coach told you that you were a failure that you were never gonna amount to anything that's not who you are you are a son and a daughter of the Most High God Oh Father God right now have your way in their hearts Father God I just loose Father, your word says whatever we loose on earth loosed in heaven. Whatever we loose on our heaven, be loose in earth. Father, we just ask right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we lose peace that surpasses all understanding. God, would you start to minister to your people right now, Father? Start to minister to them. God, would you just start to breathe on them right now? Father, that, that person that hasn't felt the Holy Spirit of That person who's like, I don't know about this. Is this even real? Holy Spirit, right now, I ask you in the name of Jesus right now. Fill them right now, God. Fill them right now, God. Father God, for the Christian who hasn't felt your presence in years, Holy Spirit of God right now, would you pour on them living waters, God. Your word says, Jesus, if you ask, if we were to ask you, you would give us living waters. We're asking you, Jesus, for living water right now. bless them, God. I bless them, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Start to work in their hearts right now, Father. To the one who said that, who was said that you weren't going to be worthy, that you're not worthy, that either you're too far gone. I want you to know that's a lie of the enemy. You're not too far gone. Here on all time. there's anybody in here, maybe you felt like I was talking to you, if there's anybody in here this morning that wants to be a son and a daughter, I'm going to ask you to. with some of you this morning <laughs> and you didn't even know it. <laughs> maybe you're saved maybe you're not saved this is for everybody <laughs> the spirit of the living God is here this morning and... and there's some of you in this place who have been hurt hurt by words tore down by words even your soul, even now you can remember when you were really, really young, you can still remember some of the mean things people said to you. I want you to come up here this morning.
4: you asked for. Okay, so Monday at prayer, I told Kevin, I said, you know, I'd be willing to give my testimony on tithing someday. He said, okay, Sunday. (laughs) No, no, I said someday. (laughs) No, I don't know. I was hesitant because I'm still new here, folks. I'm really still trying to learn people. But then he said something, Pastor DJ's not going to be here Sunday. And I thought, I got to do this. Okay, folks, we have an amazing pastor and he can't hear, he's not here to stop me. Okay, get, so so get this. Pam and I have only been here for probably a couple months, and we're here, a, and a couple, months in, a couple weeks in, we have this service where God is moving so powerfully, and Pastor DJ doesn't take up an offering. Now listen, I've been a Christian for 32 years. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure it out, though. That's right, yeah. <laughs> but I've met a lot of pastors. I've never met a pastor like ours you what he's he is somebody i have so wanted to rally with so he did not take up an offering that morning and i know what that means i've been in church you know, doing offerings down you know what he did the next week he did it again and monday pam and i were sitting there talking to him on monday night about it and you know what he said this is what our pastor said yeah i know i know i I gotta trust god but i I just want god to move you know pastor i just want god to move I just want God to move in people's hearts. Do you have the slide on, on giving? And, and this is what I thought. I want to get behind that. I want to get behind not only a pastor that, that has that heart, but the notion. I See, I love to talk about giving. Pastor Kay, And I, I'll vouch for him. When he's up here, he's saying, you know, you can, genuine, his heart is genuine about this. I love to talk about giving. But then I thought, you know what else I love? Our services in here where God moves there's going to be services where we don't know who comes in here and this is our little window and, and so this is kind of between us. We can help make that happen. That's our pastor's heart and so I want to do something real quick. Um, there's, I want to encourage some of you. This is already a giving church. I can tell. I'm like that. I don't think I could add anything else because <laughs> you guys already have a heart to give. Here's one thing I could add. I want to encourage some of you in the area of scheduled recurring giving and there's two ways to do this. One is through the app or the website their website or the app uses tithely if you see tithely you're in the right spot okay you download the app you get online you register with them set up your payment and then set up a, a payment that comes out on the day you get paid it's so much easier that way. okay the other way and if you're like me you're like oh great another website i gotta remember what email did i use you know what I'm saying? It's a bit of that problem. Okay. I got an easier way. This is what Pam and I do. Um, the address is up there on on one of those. Is the address of the church? You already do online banking. You know. I know you know that one. You know that email address because you're on there every. How I many are not like on there every every other day at least? On there, they all do online bill pay. Just take the address, plug it in there, and everybody, I uh, give five dollars. If you haven't done this, try five dollars, and then. Rhonda's gonna get a bunch of five dollars. You could ask her. Did I get your five dollars? Yeah, probably got your five dollars. Okay, and give it a try. What does this do? Why do I say doing this? Part of it is if you've never been done tithing, <laughs> do it this way. Just schedule on the day you get paid. Just something. It's so much easier that way. But the other is that we're ready. When we came in here, we already gave, and we can have more services like that. Where it is all. I have such a heart for the visitor. So we have. We're ready. And all that day, maybe some of you say, I'm going to give extra on that day. That, you know what I'm saying? Some Pastor DJ comes back, don't tell him we said this. But he's going to say, he he's going to have, so the Holy Spirit's going to say, go for it. Just go. Minister, minister, because we took care of it. Good enough? Good enough. Do that this week if you can. Thank you for coming. Do I get to smell? How do I do this? Thank you for coming. Amen. Have a good week. All right.